Helmets and Heels, brought to you by Underwood Jewelers on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Here's Donna Murphy, Lauren Brooks, Amanda Borges, and Blythe Brumley. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. How was everyone's weekend? Fantastic. Amanda, what did you do? I went home. That's right. I saw you. Did I see you on a paddleboard? Nope. I was not. I wish I was. You were on a dock. I was on a dock. Um, funny story with that is we went on the boat. Fantastic. Love the water. Super excited. One hour later, after we get to the island, it just pours. So we're gonna, we decided to wait it out. So we were in the water in the rain, which gets cold, but you know, you're already wet, not a big deal. Kept raining and raining and raining. So finally we left. And I'm like, I didn't get one picture from this whole day. And so I just took one on the dock when we got back. That's all I got. But it was still fun. It was awesome. I was one time in a sinking boat, and that's the only thing worse than being on a boat when it's pouring down rain and you're getting sinking? pelted. Why was it was, sinking? It ended up, we took it out to Steenhatchy. It was actually a family friend's boat we borrowed for the weekend to go scalloping. Right. And we get out there day one, and like hour one, we're in the water snorkeling, and all of a sudden my dad looks up and he's like, oh my gosh, the boat is... Like, literally capsizing. So we rush back in the boat. We're, like, trying to dump water out. You get into the boat while it's sinking. Well, at this point, we knew the motor was working, but it was... So we had to get back to the dock immediately, as soon as possible. So, yeah, we're, like, getting water out. You know, obviously, they're screaming amongst my parents, and it's because it's chaos, right? Right. So we finally made it back to the dock, and the boat is... I mean, the back end is just in the water. And so the guy comes with the crane to come lower or you know raise it up and (laughs) and everyone jumped off the boat right because it's sinking and my dad was still on it trying to help in any way shape or form and the guy on the crane was like get off the boat you idiot (laughs) so that was uh the experience and then we ended up finding out that the boat couldn't be fixed that weekend so we literally got in like one hour of scalping it was supposed to be a three-day weekend and we got no scallops oh, wow. it was awful but not wow, to, not i'm to, so <laughs> sorry about <laughs> right, I, take that amanda yeah. <laughs> i guess no, i better count my blessings <laughs> over here no but th- being on a boat when it's raining is yeah. also terrible so yeah it wasn't fun <laughs> yeah no fun <laughs> donna what did you do this weekend oh uh, we went down uh i'm from Port Orange, which I never say Port Orange because people don't really know Port Orange. Mm-hmm. They Daytona because it's just south of Daytona. Um, but went down there with my parents. They, it's awesome. It's a vacation there. They, you know, babysit for us. We go out. We saw Pitch Perfect too. Oh. Adorable. Oh, you liked it? Adorable. Okay. Love Pitch Perfect one. Yeah. So it's very cute because we saw the Avengers last week. So you have to go for a girly, I guess. <laughs> <Maybe we'll laughs> switch it up. <laughs> yeah. We were in the pool all weekend. It was just, it was great. Nice. Low key, low key. Yeah. You painted a dresser. I I painted a dresser, (laughs) so that's exciting. (laughs) Did you get it done? I did. That's good. It was it was one of those projects that Pinterest says it'll get done in a day, and then ends up taking the entire weekend. I got sunburned on my back. Was you're outside painting, you're bent over. It's had to even myself out for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Had to to lay out for for work purposes for like an hour. Right. (laughs) Got to even the skin tone. But then after that, it was it was it was fine. I'm over it. I'm so over it. I feel bad. I feel like I could rattle off like 17 things I did while you were painting the dress. Yeah, I know. Played Bunko Friday night. Have you all ever played Bunko before? 
That my mom used to go to bunko parties. <laughs> yep. And I never even knew what that meant. Okay, well I can explain it to you, but it'll be way faster just to say it's a dice game. You roll it a lot, and it's actually my mom's group of friends that anytime someone's out of town, they invite me. I'm not quite sure why, other than I'm pretty sure it's because I lose. But I lose every time. I've never easy won. Money. And it's right. It's always easy money. They just look at me as soon as I walk in the door and they're like, yep, not losing tonight. Because you get a loser <laughs> hat if you lose. Oh, it's a, wow. There's a hat if you win um, for Bunkos. There's a hat if you win for Funkos. And Funkos? It, yeah. So you're rolling one through six. And so there's three tables, four people at each table. There's a head table. Once the head table gets to 21 points based off of the number you're rolling for, the game ends right then. If you roll three, let's say you're rolling for ones. If you roll three ones, then that's a bunko. But if you're rolling for twos and you roll three ones, that's a funko. So very similar. But... I roll a lot of times none of the ones that I'm trying to so get. this game is all luck. It's pure luck, absolutely. But oh, you're having so beverages, funny. you're chit-chatting, okay. and one person has to keep score at every table. Usually I avoid that job like the plague because I don't want to have to pay attention that much. You know, I just want to be able to talk and right. drink and hang out. But it's a, it's a lot of fun. We should set up a, a Helmets and Heels Bunko night one time. Hmm. Y'all will love it. But so anyway... Played Bunko, went to Casa Marina over the weekend. There was an acoustic guitarist there. Fantastic. Sat next to a huge Florida State fan. You would have liked him, Amanda. He went to Florida State a long time ago and now is a songwriter after retiring as a captain in the Navy. Some of the coolest people live in this town, I'm telling you. But anyway, so uh, we did that, went went to the beach one day. We drove down to St. Augustine where you can drive on the beach. Mm, Had a whole beach day, played soccer, volleyball, football, uh, rode bikes, went to the pool. And meanwhile, then, yeah, meanwhile, you've got a dresser painted, so well Lord done. Boy. Well, it looks pretty. <laughs> All right, well, that's so good. annoying fans at sporting events. I have so many, I feel like I could go for three hours, but Blythe, I'm going to start with you. What is the the two things that jump out at you that, that I know irk you to death? I have been, I've been a season ticket holder for, I think, nearly a, a decade with the Jaguars, and there, for a while, the two seats behind me were scalper seats, so we had new fans every single game. Well, there was a few games in a row that the same fans bought the tickets, and they showed up merely, or just probably for the, the only reason to boo the Jaguars, and it just really irks me. <laughs> And these these type of fans are the same type of morons that show up with a bag over their head and they call themselves the bag wires. I know mm-hmm. it's, it's it's just one of those things that just if you're going to go to the game, boo on a bad play, but don't boo the team in general. It's those little things that it, you're showing up to the game with the bag over your head. The game hasn't even started yet. So why what are you trying to prove? I just think they're idiots and you should just go home. I hate that negativity. I almost never tweet anything negative about players anyway because they're not trying to be terrible. They right. just sometimes have bad plays. I, I mean, and luckily the Wi-Fi does not work in Everbank for my phone. So I can't say that I wouldn't tweet anything negative. I feel like I'm a season ticket holder. I have that right to. Sure. I want to. You absolutely do. Amanda, what drives you crazy at sporting events? So I've been covering games since college. So I rarely sat in the stands to watch games because I had the best seat in the house on the sidelines. But I have, like, silly things that can kind of (laughs) apply to anything. Like, when you're somewhere, whether it's a show or a game, I cannot stand when the people behind me 
are like kicking my seat mm. or just like in my space because I'm always very aware of my surroundings. Like I know that I have a very tight space to sit in. So if I'm crossing my legs, I have to be careful. Or if like I'm drinking, I have to watch where I put my drink, whatever. And there are some people that they have no awareness of their surroundings and it just drives me crazy. It's yeah. It's as if they feel like they bought something and paid more than right. you did, and therefore right. they own it and you don't. Well, it's right. like that standing rule, I guess. Do you, do you guys? Uh, Jaguars, mm-hmm. I think, implemented that last season where you, no excessive standing. Does that bother you guys at games? Oh, oh. absolutely. Yeah. I'm a stander. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna. I'm a stander. <laughs> I, if somebody is complaining, I stand during the show for crying out loud. <laughs> I think it depends. Like if. If it's super exciting, yes, I want to stand the whole time, but I will get annoyed if I want to sit and then I can't see and I'm like, oh, I guess I just have to stand. And that's me just whining, so I'll get over it. <laughs> Would you ever get annoyed so much that you say something to somebody else? No. Like, sit down? No. Especially if everyone's standing and I'm the only one that's like, oh, I'm tired, I need to sit. No, I wouldn't say, no, I'm not going to say anything. You know who you are. <laughs> Donna? Uh, fan bases for me. Okay. I have two of them. And I'm happy that uh, Frank is out. Steeler fans, yes, mm-hmm. you can take those towels and shove them somewhere. <laughs> towels do not belong at a game unless they're used for the players. There's nothing wavy. You don't wave towels. You don't wave sticks. You don't wave <laughs> race fans. You definitely do uh. not wave cowbells. Any time. I've only been, well, I think three, three times. I can't, I can't, I can't do it anymore because we even sat on the Red Sox side, and it's almost like these Rays fans deliberately took these seats just so they can go bing, 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 You know, though, if I was a Rays fan, I'd do the same thing. If an away team is coming in town, you would ring cowbells in their ear. If that was my thing, yes. But it's not your thing. It's not. It's an awful thing. It's an awful, awful thing. Well, Mississippi thing. State has I was going to say, don't go to a Mississippi State the, game. The cal- Everybody has the cowbell. Uh, not, not that allowed. that's on your bucket list by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but apparently, like, the cowbells, you're not allowed to buy your own cowbell. cowbell. Yeah, you, you must be given one. And then that's the only and way you can use it And they won't give them. Yeah, the Rays won't give them to the opposite, the opposing fan base. It's only Rays fans are allowed to have cowbells. Hmm. Huh. I would just, I would run around and steal them if I could. This Certainly, if that's in your ear the whole time, that's that's yeah. really annoying. Especially yeah. if you give them to kids. Oh, the kids just go nuts. <laughs> yeah, the, I don't even know how to say it. The big horns that at the... Oh, those, the Vuvuzelas? Yes, the Vuvuzelas. Oh, yeah. From soccer games. Yeah. I can't stand when there's people in front of you, and this just happened to me at the recent Florida-Georgia game, when, of course, Florida won. Um, but... The person in front of me, every time Georgia made a good play in the first half, which was really the only time they were kind of making good plays, she would turn around and look right at me. And I never said a word to her, but she would turn around and look right at me and then do the, you know, Georgia dogs barking. Oh. And I was like, okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I went to school there, but I'm not like the only person in the stand. I'm a Florida fan. Why me? And the other thing that drives me nuts, and this has actually gotten me in trouble before with relationship one time. <laughs> Um, the girl, I went to Florida, Georgia is what it was with a girl, a, a friend's or my boyfriend at the time, his best friend's girlfriend. She was a Georgia fan. So we went together. At least I thought she was a Georgia fan. <laughs> she taught, tried to talk the entire time, like the whole game. She tried to chit chat. Well, I am not there to talk. I am there to cheer and I am there to focus. And I want to be able to talk about the game after and either complain or be extremely you know, overjoyed. And, and finally, 
apparently I got up to go to the bathroom and someone asked her if we, if she was even with me because I refused to speak to her. And I got in trouble later for that. But you know what? What? You're there to take in a football game. I second that because there are yeah. a lot of times at Jaguar games where people are like, let's meet up at halftime. And I'm like, I only have 12 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to get a drink and then I'm going back to my seat. This is not social hour. That's exactly. what preseason's for. That's what tailgating's for. <laughs> Don't bother. Right. Me if you need that much more time, then get there six hours before the game time and talk it out right. and play games. No, I'm with you. And I don't really get to tailgate before the games. I mean, I'm kind of working in the tailgating area. And so once I get into the stadium, right, I'm like, okay, this is where I will be. And I don't care it's business. Where, where anyone else is. Right. I will be right here. And I'll be watching it. Analyze Even when we're losing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have a fun story about Charles Barkley that we're going to get to in just a few minutes. So stay tuned to Helmets and Heels, 10 to next on 2.5 FM. You're listening to Helmets and Heels on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. So thank you, Donna Murphy, for asking our five favorite songs. Hook long Because now. this one is one of the ones that I included in my list, Into the Mystic by Van Morrison. Some of, one of the greatest lyricists of all time, Van Morrison. If you've never really listened to him, once you start really paying attention to the words, oh, goodness gracious. Oh, I love how different fantastic. we all are. Yeah. We yeah, really are totally. different. I, I do it. like this. The beat, though, was nice. If you like have ever listened to it, I'm sure you have, um, Free by Zach Brown. Yeah, Man. that's what it reminds a, me of. Yeah, there's a segment yes. in Free where they yes. go into Into the Mystic, yep. and they always do it live. But if you listen to the radio version of the song, you won't hear it. But the album version has the Into the Mystic portion of it. Oh, fantastic. Their, their, their new album, Zach Brown Band, brilliant. Jack I just yeah. bought it yesterday, and I listened to it on my drive home. Oh, see? Yeah. But I, I like to buy albums of bands that I like, because I'm like, here you go, you're welcome, like, thanks for being so great. But if it's a band I don't really care about, then yeah, I'll use Spotify or not purchase. It. I want to I extol the virtues of Spotify. I pay $9.99 a month, and I have unlimited access to all music except for Garth Brooks and Taylor Swift. Why? But I, Because they, they don't do Spotify. They just don't believe in it. Pull their music. But it's all right. Um, I have all of Garth Brooks' music anyways, and then Taylor Swift, if I turn on any 5.1 or 97.9 <laughs> ever, then I can hear true. 90% of her music. Some of the best Taylor Swift songs are not on. Yes, that's, that's true. Very and true. I've heard all of and them. And I did purchase Taylor Swift as well. <laughs> I have all of Taylor and Garth. Really? Yeah. Eclectic music taste. Yeah, right. Neither. No? I'm not a T-Swift not a T-Swift girl? No. Missing out. She looks pretty good in that Bad Blood video. No, she's she still looks ten, and it's <laughs> annoying. <laughs> but you, I don't want to hear it. I know she's not ten, but I don't want to see a ten-year-old talk about love. It's it's just annoying. She's probably the same age as Britney was when she was coming out with some of the stuff that you mentioned today that you liked a lot. So she writes all Britney was stuff. younger. Yeah. Then I was 16 when she first came out, right, but by the right. time like Toxic and true, Slave true. came out, I think and you like Toxic, Donna? <laughs> Blythe like oh, Blythe like that, that's probably the best Britney song ever for yes, sure. I agree. I wanted I think her I put abs. that on our list the other day. I wanted her abs, the body that oh, she had. Oh, Slave for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that's was a great ridiculous. video. She did have a, an amazing yeah. body at one point. Then she let it go a little bit, and then she she's gotten about it. She has kids, so we can't really hate on her that much. She's no Mariah Carey. What does kids have to do with it? Because <laughs> harder Mariah. to bounce back. With multiple kids, it's harder to bounce back. 
I would imagine. I don't have kids. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of kids, Charles Barkley said that Steph See Curry. See how I set that up for you? You did perfectly. <laughs> and I was going to make sure that no one said anything else so that I could go <laughs> right from the word kids to kids. No, so Charles Barkley said he doesn't really think that children belong at the press conferences like Steph Curry had his daughter, which the moment I saw that video, I sent it out to all of y'all because I was like, this is by far the cutest thing of all time. Riley Curry should be a movie star. She's that precious. And so for people who haven't seen it, I absolutely think you should look it up. She is just so cute. But so she kind of distracts everyone a little bit, right? She's kind of yawning. She's stealing the show. She goes under the table. And so Charles Barkley believes that that's not the right thing to do. When he was a, a an NBA star, he would never have brought his kids. Agree, disagree. And we're going to start with Donna, who is the only one of us with a kid. I, you know, I, I see both sides of it. It's great. You want to have, you know, you always have your kids out there with you. You see the first thing when a golfer wins, the kids run up and give the hug. They're there when, you know, they're doing the interview. Um Kids celebrate after the Super Bowl, everything like that. But in a press conference, I think you're still doing your job. You're still working. And I agree with what he said. You know, the, the media is trying to do a job, and, and your kids are kind of distracted. As cute as they are, you know, and as fun as it can be, but they are distracting. And we just want to get five little answers from you, and then you can go play, and they can go play on the court if they want. Who cares? But hmm. I think, I think, yeah, I think he's still doing his job. He's not going to have the kids out there at halftime shooting hoops with him. So why would he have them at a press conference? My thing, I, I kind of see both sides too, but my thing is, is would we be talking about this press conference? Would you get any kind of story value out of it without his kid being there? And I think a lot of the times that the media that's in that room, they already have their article written. They already have their story angle. They They're bored in tears. And they they want to get a quote <laughs> and they want to go home. So I kind of see that angle of it too, but... Do, do teams, and I guess maybe, Amanda, you can help answer this, do teams allow you to still go into the locker room? Because to me, that's where you get the juicier story, is directly after a game in the locker room, not when they've composed themselves, and now they're going to go up on this, the stand and do a, a big press conference in front of a lot of people. To me, you would get a better story in the locker room. And so maybe that's where the media needs to focus their time, because they're in front of a bunch of press, like... It, Nobody's going to want to hear about it. You're not going to get anything juicy, in, in my opinion. Well, sometimes the team only makes bigger players available to everyone because they know everyone wants to talk to Steph Curry. So we're just going to put him right here so that everyone can talk to him so that he can just leave and no one bothers him in the locker room or because he's on a tight time constraint. I don't know. Um, but that's what they typically do. And then you have free reign. Typically, teams do it differently to just talk to whoever else you want in the locker room. For me, with the kid situation, I do see both sides as well. But because the media has such a negative, like, players always feel negatively towards the media. That's just the way it is. And I don't blame them. Um, but who am I to tell you that you can't bring your kid to the press conference? Like, we don't know what the situation is. And it could have been something as simple as, oh, daddy, I want to come with you, whatever. Fine, I'm not going to make it a big deal. Um I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, it's really distracting. And I know that some people are on super tight deadlines. So it's like if I have 10 minutes to write a story and your little cute daughter is there, <laughs> but I have like a really strict boss that's like, hey, you need to get this in in 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh, sorry, Steph's like little girl was running around. Like, no, that's not going to fly. So I see both sides. But for, uh, for this, it made the story. It did. Had she sat there quietly and never talked or moved a muscle, 
this would never have been exactly. an issue. And so right. it depends on the child. He, a two-year-old, Donna, as you can attest to, is probably the most difficult age to try and control in an environment like that. So does he want her there? Absolutely. It's extra time he gets to spend with her, and you know how busy they are right now. So I totally get it. <laughs> but if it was me, I would have been dying laughing if I was him and not able to answer the questions and not able to take it seriously because she's literally like putting on a show, you know, like, oh, yeah, go, you know, and just the table. Go, right. And she was like, Daddy, that Daddy, to me Daddy. would be a reason you're not coming out here anymore. Right. Yeah. This is right. not about you. Right. You are not the star. Not that Steph should say I am the star, but sure. this right. is not about you. I'm doing my job. That's where the mom and me would be like. What are you doing? No, no, no. Go over here and talk to these fans and dance for them if you want, <laughs> but not this. Yeah. That's kind of like what Colin Cowherd said. He said, if you give athletes an inch, they're going to want to take a mile. Yeah. So in this story in particular, he said, well, first it starts with the kids. You allow the kids, and then they're going to bring their friends, and then they're going to bring their agent, and then they're going to bring a whole crew of people to these press conferences, and, and then you're gonna, just going to have a disorganized circus, mm-hmm. pretty much. So I don't, I mean... I don't know. The kid's cute. So cute. Wouldn't got anything else out of him, probably. I don't, I don't even know what you got out of him. Did anything come out of the... They're all canned answers basic. anyways. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we're going to look ahead to the next... You know, we won't right. look too far ahead. And yeah, we worked hard. And you know, that's all right, there yeah. is to it. Yeah. Which, by the way, did anyone over the weekend see LeBron's shot? I was already in bed, but um, I... Woke up to multiple texts about LeBron's overtime three-pointer, and I went back and watched it today. Goodness gracious. One person with all those talents, that's not fair. You know, it, know. and it made titles. me think, if it wasn't for his decision, <laughs> wouldn't he still be, like, the most beloved and favored? I think there is no one in Ohio more beloved than LeBron. Right, but I yes. mean, collectively. I mean, throughout the sports world. I think still I like him more up there than I liked him in Miami. Yeah, yeah but sure. I'm saying if it wasn't for mm-hmm. the whole decision fiasco right right it kind of felt like he matured a little yeah. bit especially with that coming coming home letter if he if he i think his time in miami was more like his college years and him going back mm-hmm. to cleveland is kind of like okay we have business to take care right. of and so now if he does win in cleveland and gives him a, a title for the first time i think since the 40s then it'll be one of the greatest sports stories ever yep i agree yeah all right so tiger recently <laughs> i love tiger oh, yeah. i love his antics He's been cussing on the golf course because clearly he's not playing well, which I have not picked him in my fantasy golf league. But yet the guy I picked over the weekend still didn't make the cut. I thought I knew what I was doing. I don't. Shame on you for not I know. Speed. Yes. Well, I already picked Speed, so he's out. I picked him for the Masters, though. He won me some nice. double money. But anyway, so Tiger's been <laughs> been in trouble with the FCC for cussing. And it made me think to ask you ladies, have you ever come close to cussing on the radio? And I, I'm looking right at Blythe, who, who in today's show planning email cussed. <laughs> so I have to think that you have definitely come close. Um, I had to think about this. I don't think I have. The one time I did come close, I asked if it was okay first. I think it was at the players' <laughs> and show. And it was approved. Yeah. So was approved. I was good with that. Um, Even last week when we talked about RBF, yeah, I think we had to ask mm-hmm. if you could say that on the radio. We're such genteel girls. Yeah, because that was not a slip-up. We definitely asked about that. Get a couple beers in me, though. (laughs) But your response response to getting close to cussing in football season, I thought, was priceless. Yeah, because if my phone (laughs) has Wi-Fi, if the Wi-Fi on my phone works and I have access to Twitter, based on the last couple seasons, I'm going to be cursing up a storm. And we don't need maybe, that. Maybe maybe it'll be better this year. It's probably better <laughs> that you don't have Wi-Fi. That's no. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, thank God it doesn't work then. 
Yep. Donna, have you ever come close? I think Blythe and I both did uh, two shows ago. <laughs> We're talking about Ricky's girlfriend. I didn't know how to phrase what I wanted to call. What oh, is not no. a cuss word? No, I but wondered they were... at the time if if that if that was allowed. Oh, no, that's not a cuss. But I was like, well, no. we're going with it. I'm not getting in the middle of it. I'm not talking about slut. I'm oh. talking about what was going through my mind. Like, oh. So, like a blank in church, maybe. There was a few. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Amanda, you've been in radio for quite a while now. What yeah, I actually don't think I have. I am not a huge cusser. And I'm not, like, against, like, I'm never offended. It's funny because a lot of people, I don't know if, like, I look like I don't cuss, but I've had so many people since I've moved up here cuss around me and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry if that offended you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Why would that offend me? Because you said the S word? Like, what do you mean? More people are a little bit nice here, maybe. I, and that's so nice, but it's just funny that, like, more people have said that. And I'm like, no, you're totally fine. I just grew up with strict parents. And if I said, like, damn, my mom would be like, what? What did you just say? So that was never allowed, so I just never I did. still feel weird if I say one little cuss word at the house. Really? Uh, uh, you just <laughs> said it too, Mom. I'm all right. <laughs> Well, that, remember Blythe's, one of her first words yeah. was the cuss word. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I've never, she was doomed from the start. <laughs> I've never come close while we're on the shows or anything or any of the shows I've done. Um, I did, though, last fall have one of the tailgaters that I was interviewing cuss. And it was, I wish there was a video on the whole situation because it was the day that it was very cold and rainy. And I forget oh. which game it was. But I remember it was a miserable, and it was like that the entire game. The and we lost, game. too. Yeah, so that's why I can't really remember, because <laughs> we, we lost. <laughs> right? It was miserable. So I'm out in the parking lot, find this group of people. They're all excited about the Jags. And I, of course, do my normal spiel. Hey, do you want to be on 1010? You can't cuss, but you can talk about absolutely anything. They all say, okay. I stand and talk to them for a few minutes, figure out what we're going to talk about, get to know them a little bit. And all these guys say to the one guy who's sitting in the trunk of the car with a beverage in his hand, they say, it was a beer, and they say, um, you know, oh, you're, you know, you want to be on ESPN someday, so you're the one who's going to do most of the talking. So I asked him basically a question about the offensive line. And it was not a difficult question like who's better, you know, at left guard or anything like that. And then he just got nervous, and I think he realized that, being on, you know, once the microphone goes on, is a little bit more difficult than when it was off. So he gets nervous, and then he just drops the F word, and he's like, you know, the effing offensive line. And I was like, oh, my gosh, meltdown. So, yeah, so I have not cussed, but immediately the boys for the pregame show took it back, and I got chastised, and it was a whole disaster. the dump button is four. Yep. Right, well, we didn't have the delay on, so all of Jacksonville. That is a producer's fault. Well, as it turns out, there was a lot of different issues. Nope, I'm going to blame the producer. No, the producer was not. Who was it? The producer was not. It was actually Scott, but it was not Scott's Scott's fault. As it turns out, it was just a it was a melee of things that had gone wrong. But regardless, if something were to happen, like if one of if us was to spill our drink or something while the show was going on, that would probably be the closest I would get to cussing. Well, yeah, like maybe. that reporter that just chastised yes. those uh, those soccer fans, I think up in Canada, because they, they say the, yes. the F-U, right? Oh, the right. P-U-N. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. They say it live on camera, and she, right. and she just grilled them. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you know what pissed me off about that? Sorry to go off topic. <laughs> they didn't even... Like, when she questioned them, mm-hmm. none of them were like, oh, 
You're right. Sorry. Like right. they kept pushing it and pushing it, and they thought because it's awesome. Yeah, I think they were really drunk. Maybe Not that that's an excuse, and maybe because they, they were on TV, they had to like live up to whatever. But do you know one of them got fired from they their did. job because of that? <gasps> yeah, I love it. Good. Job, yeah, and he got fired. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh. Don't act like that. Yeah, don't act like a moron. Oh, never. <laughs> well, you know what? That's probably the one thing he would have told his high school self <laughs> back when he was graduating was don't ever be a jackass on camera eventually. That, speaking of a cuss word. But so we are going to do our one thing we would tell ourselves when we were 18, 17, 18, graduating from high school. And that is next on Helmets and Heels, 10 to next down on 2.5 FM. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road Time grabs you by the rest, directs you where to go So make the best of this test and don't ask why It's not a question but a lesson learned in time It's something unpredictable, but in the end it's right I hope you had the time of your life. Helmets and Heels on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. I love the way Scott waits to play the Helmets and Heels <laughs> until I can finish mouthing all of the words to the verse. Do you know this song by Green Day, Amanda? What? Okay. I'm just making sure, because Green Day came out, I feel like, before you were born. No. They came out, I want to say, 1994. So, right, when you were pretty still pretty young, you were still... Were you in diapers? So a little baby. <laughs> I was four. <laughs> All right. So yeah. Mm-hmm. You were young. Yes, I know Green Day, and I do know this song, and this probably was one of my graduation songs, whether it was like preschool or. <laughs> or oh gosh! Song. If I had a tomato right now, I would throw it at her. <laughs> ruin that pretty pink top. But I guess it wouldn't really ruin it. It's pink too. But yeah, that was mine. That was, both, that was yours too, Bly. For yeah, high school, it was mine too. It was yeah, a okay. few of our. Yeah, I think it was a few years in a row. Oh yeah, the class. Yeah. It's like God, give it a rest. Pick yeah. something right? new. Well, we we really want it because we graduated in '99 and we wanted Prince's 1999 and they yeah, didn't do class present. Boo us. What about that Vitamin C song? Yes. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> I was trying to think. No. Of it. Yes. Who sung that song? I will look it up. Um, it's by Vitamin C. And they say they have like a graduation song. Y- you'll oh, know it. Oh, that's right. Really well, yeah, but that's right. I'm yep. pretty sure the time of your life was the year before us, and I have no idea what mine is. I thought about today, like, tweeting out, being like, does anyone from the class of 2000 or Bishop <laughs> Kenny remember what our class graduation it song was? probably was? that. Did you guys ever do anything with your caps? No. I've seen a, a little bit of a trend, like a, this one girl, a Dallas fan, and she put on the top of her cap, you know, Dez still caught it. I saw another oh, girl. Yeah, we weren't allowed. Cute. Yeah, we, we were, no way. Either. Yeah, we were not allowed. But another one, because um, Jurassic Park's coming out, so she put on the top of her hat, Clever Girl. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I wish I could have done I that. Right. I don't think, yeah, I don't think we were allowed to. You remember in, in Jurassic Park, wherever the the guy is going and he's he's uh, the Velociraptor, okay. and then the one comes in from the side. Never clever girl. So she she just wrote <laughs> clever girl because of Jurassic Park. You well, have well, that story. clever girl and because she's, she's smart. Graduating. Graduating. That's what I'm gonna go with. Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't have put Jurassic Park and Clever Girl together. Me neither. Yeah. Ever. Really? No. no. Jurassic Park is one of the best movies. I know, but I wouldn't. I, know, but I didn't but, remember that line either. Yeah. Yeah. But I also haven't seen it in probably like 15 yeah. plus like years. Yeah, one of the most famous lines from the movie. What? Clever girl. I don't yeah. think I can name any lines from Jurassic Park. Me neither, Park, except for rawr. Like <laughs> running. Like, must go faster. Remember that line? Yeah, yes, I, I remember, remember that one. By the, the Frank Franchi number two? 
Yes. Yeah. That's his doppelganger. Oh, Jeff right. Goldblum. Oh. Yep. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Franchi, number two. I was like, that line is not in the movie. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember that line. By the way, Vitamin C sings graduation in parentheses, friends forever. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it was in 1999. So you what were nine. I was. <laughs> Thanks. You're so good at math these days. <laughs> well, you know, I figured it out from the floor before. Uh, don't ask me to do any other math, though. Although I did take calculus in high school. Um, yeah, that was Would fun. you tell yourself to not do that? No, I actually, I'm a, my dad majored in math at Florida. And so wow. math was always kind of the one of my that. better subjects. I hated science. That was my least favorite. Anything involved, even to this day, people will start talking about medicine and stuff. I'm like, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. Someone else just tell me what I need to take or do or whatever. And how many times have you used calculus in your adult? Oh, none. Not not one. No. But that's why you should never take calculus. Well, I liked my teacher a lot. She would always start with stories from history and so it had nothing to do with what we were about to learn but she was fascinating she was cuban so she was this really good storyteller hmm. and so and it made the time go by a lot faster too because who can do calculus for like 45 minutes straight but so all right what is the one thing you would tell were you 17 or 18 donna when you graduated 17 all right what's the one thing you would tell 17 year old donna Ballou? this was thank you you knew donna Ballou. thank you that's right well this, i didn't know her but i knew yeah. the last name <laughs> This was uh this was hard because wow you make a ton of mistakes a ton of mistakes. However, I narrowed it down because I figured I needed to make those mistakes to get to ah, where I am. Look how wise that was. But I would have said, girl, you need to watch how you save money. That hmm. I would have taught myself to save, save, save. Where you need to open, you know, the savings account. What kind of Fidelity account, this account, you, yeah, no, I was horrible, horrible with money. So. That was one of my top three that I yeah. came up with. Blythe, for me, were you seventeen or eighteen? I was eighteen when I graduated. Okay, but I didn't know how to use a flat iron, <laughs> so I would probably pick that because if you look at my graduation pictures. No, I have a big poof. You didn't send one. I yeah, sent mine. I that's crap. I did not send it on purpose. I oh mine my up. gosh, that's phenomenal. Of all the things you could teach yourself to tell yourself, it would be well, how to use a flat. And then the more professional approach. So I've, I've always known from a young age that I, that I wanted to start my own business. Um, so in in helping out with some of the interns while I worked at Void, we would go over to the UNF broadcasting department where they're doing all kinds of media training. I'm like, wow, this would be really cool if I knew about this in high school. or if it, I mean, I'm sure there were programs like that in high school, and I'm pretty sure there was, you know, newspaper and that sort. But I never was a part of the media program. I was never part of the radio. I was never part of the newspaper at all in high school. And if I would have known what I'm going to be doing now, I would have said absolutely. Like, You didn't you take know. TV or anything? No, Aww. I didn't take any of that. I was I was very, very shy. Um, so I never wanted to, to do any of that. So I was more like in the graphics Good department one. and things like that. You that had was crappy my other hair, one. so you didn't want to Yeah. <laughs> very <laughs> crappy hair. <laughs> well, it's well, beautiful I'm now, so say, you have certainly now. transformed. <laughs> Amanda, Such were you 17 or 18? I was 18 when I graduated. Six years ago. Oh, my gosh. Was it six? (laughs) Yeah, girl. Wow. So, (laughs) wow, now I feel really young. I've always been really mature for my age. And because of that, I was never spontaneous or like I was never carefree, even when I was young. Like, I don't know why. And so my one piece of advice would just be to just do it. Just do it. What's the big deal? Just do it. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. 
Like, and I still try to live by that, not all the time, because I'm still a control freak, <laughs> and I'm still not very carefree. <laughs> but when you're in high school, that's the time to do that, you know? And I had a blast in high school, but I probably should have done more. That's funny. The three things that you came up with were my top three coming in. I was going to do the save money, but obviously now I'll change it. I was going to do the look to do something more in broadcasting as you graduate. And I did take TV, but it was kind of a joke. We just laughed the whole time. And my other one was going to be to do more, take more vacations, take more time off, because when you are in your 20s, you're not going to have that availability and be that free forever. So do it now. And I didn't do that. But so since y'all really did take those three, I though thought of one that's probably better for me personally, which would be to be yourself, be yourself in every situation under any circumstances. Don't try and come on as someone you're not, or even don't get nervous just because you don't know something. Just relax and be the person that you are and try and, yeah, be spontaneous while saving money, <laughs> which is extremely <laughs> difficult, by the way. And buy a hair straightener. And yes. Right. I didn't know a flat iron. I didn't have flat ironing until my, they I can remember the day. Then? Junior year in college you know, I, is when they I came out I was thinking about that, too. There's a, a commercial ad on TV about all the damage you do to your hair, and it shows this girl, like, laying on a, an ironing board and ironing her hair. And I oh, remember yeah, they used doing to iron. that. Yeah. I, I remember doing that a couple times, just, like, at slumber parties and stuff. But that was the extent yeah. of of me knowing how to do my hair. I asked my mom to iron my hair after I saw Dazed and Confused, like they did on that movie, and she said, no, it would damage my hair. And I was like, but you did it when you were younger. And she was like, yeah, and look. (laughs) I would agree with you with the be yourself, but I just, and I think, Amanda, you might be one of the exceptions because you truly, at, at least for me, I didn't know who I was until I literally got into my 30s. No, that's I wasn't so. No, that's myself, true. In high know. school, you try to find yourself, but mm-hmm. it doesn't always you have happen. No idea. Yeah, you really yeah. don't. Well, like, for instance, I studied a lot in high school and in college, both, and I always tried to hide the fact that I had really good grades, and I was just embarrassed, and I thought that people would think I was a giant nerd or a dork, and so I, because I also played sports, I always tried to shove that to the front. And in the end, looking back, it's like, hey, that's who you were. Just be proud of the fact that, you know, you graduated with whatever you graduated with, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it was. So, but I don't like bragging, so I'm not going not gonna to finish that <laughs> sentence. Yeah, I mean, if I had really great grades, I would totally <laughs> brag about that. Well, you know, there's those things like, where does it really get you? And that's right. the other thing I would it's tell. It's true. That's the thing I would tell myself between oh, the ages of 18 and 24 is make sure that you keep in touch with those people who are really good business people because they figured it out somehow along the way and that's who you want to stay in contact with. You Make know, sure it, you believe in this thing called Facebook. No. <laughs> Gross. Invest early in yeah, Facebook, probably. <laughs> but there was a, my my business teacher when I was a senior in high school, she she drew out this long graph for me and it, and it stuck it still sticks with me. She said from the time you're 18 until you're about 24, 25, whatever you do during that time period controls the rest of your life. And so she did like this long graph, you know, 60, 70, 80 years old. She said, this time period is your most wow. important. So I, that that always really stuck with me. Hmm. Yeah, I see that. 
I think it's because you just grow the most because you go through so many changes. So whether you do or you don't go to college, you're still probably going to go out and live on your own and you're going to get your first real job and you're going to not maybe live by your best friends that you have sleepovers with in high school, whatever, like everything changes. And Mm -hmm. so you have to find out who you really are by yourself. Not with your family and your parents Sleep and whatever. When are we going to have a helmets and heels slumber party? We need to have one. <laughs> you could do the drunk history that night, too. <laughs> oh, and, and on that, that note, Tony, come on in. We're about to talk about a slumber party. With your board shorts. <laughs> You're listening to Helmets and Heels on Tintin Excel 2.5 FM.